Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay. All right. Welcome. Wow. We'll jump on the gun today. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Happy Fat Pile Friday. You know, really, um, welcome to it. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. An incredible amount of fat to get to on the fat pile today. So we might as well just jump in smack dab in the middle of the fat we can start with the man uh in hawaii who is now free but for two years he wasn't because of a mistaken identity and the authorities just covered it up because they didn't want to admit it incredible now thanks to the hawaii innocence project and i'm sure that's a fine group of people at the hawaii innocence project uh they say the officials just arrested this man who was homeless and they thought he was somebody else and after they realized he was somebody else they covered it up oh okay so according to this this man fell asleep while waiting in a food line outside of a honolulu shelter and his his name is Spriesterbach. Spriesterbach. S-P-R-I-E-S-T-E-R-S-B-A-C-H. So Spriesterbach was <laughs> fell asleep and the police came along and arrested him. Now he thought they were arresting him for sleeping on the sidewalk, which is banned in Honolulu. Now, even if you're homeless, you know what's banned. You can't be falling asleep on the sidewalk. So, you know, you, you know you may get arrested. I'm sure normally the police come along and go, Hey, you, move. I know you're not sleeping out in front of this homeless shelter. Get off the sidewalk. But this time they arrested him. So apparently they thought he was, you know, obviously they thought he was some other guy. And he said after he finally realized that they thought he was this other guy, he said, I'm not him. I'm not him. And they said, oh, man, this guy is crazy. Get him to the crazy house. So they sent him to the crazy house. They had him committed to the Hawaii State Hospital. Oh, okay. So... For two years, this guy is in the crazy house going, I'm not him. I'm not him. I'm Spriesterbach. Spriesterbach, that's me. Two years. And every time he did that, the hospital was like, give him some more meds. Give him some more meds. The guy's obviously out of his mind. He doesn't even know who he is. He does. He's somebody else. And just give him some more meds. So after about a year and a half, a psychiatrist says, huh, you know, he's been saying that he's the 
not this guy, Castleberry, and saying that he's Spreesterbach for a year and a half now. We ought to look into that. And they did, and they realized, you know, the guy who they thought Spreesterbrock was was on another island at the time that they arrested Spreesterbrock. And they didn't want to admit it, so they just kept him in the crazy house. Wow. So then they realized, oh, you know what? Let's just let him go. We'll just let him go. We'll just let him go. Don't worry about it. So now, I guess, uh, you know, the chickens have come home to roost or the homeless people have come home to roost although he's not home because he's now living with his sister in vermont and his sister has him living on there it says here that they moved to her 10 acre property which he now refuses to leave so now she can't get rid of him and he i don't know that he's living at her house or if she's got him pitching a tent on the back couple acres yeah you can you can live those those two acres over there are yours no problem. You go ahead. But holy cow. And maybe she loves him now because uh, Hawaii is going to be giving him some cash. If I'm him and I have the uh, ever-present Hawaii Innocence Project working the farm for me, I'm getting some cash from Hawaii, man. They owe me some money. That is agonizing. It's almost, you know, you hear about it or you see it in movies that, uh, you know, they put you in the crazy house by mistake. I'm in here by mistake. And nobody believes it because it's a crazy house. And when you say anything, you can. Um, no, this time it was real. It took him a year and a half, a year and a half to have one guy say, you know, maybe he's telling the truth. I had to look into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. Go ahead and get out of here. You know, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just go ahead. Get out of here now. <laughs> uh, didn't mean to didn't mean to do it for you. Take care. Just like you know who else is saying, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, boy. Sorry, man. We screwed up. So LaGuardia Airport charges a guy $28 for a beer. 28 bucks for a beer. That's exactly what we've been talking about with price gouging everybody's so concerned about price gouging when there's a storm coming by but event pricing and airport pricing no that's not price gouging that's just that's making the the product available for customers and of course the price is going to be more oh okay so this guy says hey 28 bucks he tweets out a story saying "Ooh, uh this uh airport this airport is selling me beer at 27.85 for a beer and so they were saying, oh, you know what? No, uh, man, we are so sorry. <sighs> those prices were listed incorrectly. Um, those, those prices were for the 23-ounce pours. Oh, it wasn't just for the Samuel Adams bottle of ale? No, no, gosh, no. Good catch. Thank you, man. It was, uh, it was incorrect. We've, uh, we've updated that now. Don't you worry about it. It's okay. Oh. Really? Yeah. And you know what? The next time you're in LaGuardia, stop by. We'll buy you a beer. What? Well, well, on us, okay? <laughs> we'll get you one. No problem. You take care, okay? So, not it's not twenty seven eighty five. You idiot. It's only eighteen dollars and fifteen cents. Do you know anything? So they corrected it. So how long has that been going on? 
right? I mean, that's a that's a long time and a lot of money. So now it's only eighteen dollars and fifteen cents. But the state is like, uh, hey, uh, you ought to we ought to take a look at that. What's going on? This so the company that runs all this, this uh, OTG. Now they have to audit all their prices, and they have to do it for to the port authority. Now the prices, of course, went up because uh, the port authority or the the city mandated that they had to raise their minimum wage to nineteen dollars an hour, and since they had to raise the minimum wage to nineteen dollars an hour, they got to raise their prices by ten percent. And they added an extra 10% COVID recovery fee. Oh, okay, that's good. But it's still, we were wrong. We shouldn't have been. That 2785 was wrong for that beer. <laughs> oh, we're so sorry, man. It should have only been $18. Incredible. You talk about price gouging, man. They, they've got you by the, well, by those. When they have you at the airport, man, they're charging you whatever the heck they want, and you've got to pay it. And it's not price gouging. It's just, it's prices. Huh. You mean items have a price on them to purchase, so it would be just prices. So there really shouldn't be anything called price gouging, right? Right. Okay. All right. And what is going on? Speaking of airports long as we're at LaGuardia. Let's talk about airports. We've talked about it a little bit on the show about the madness that's going on for the airlines, right? And people are people are out of control on the airlines. I, I got it. There's, there seems to be more of an issue with passengers on airplanes these days. Now, I, w- I will also say that there's also an issue with flight attendants, okay? We gave them their little yellow crossing guard vest, and we let them have the rules and regulations. They're able to fine you and kick you off and make you not fly. We gave them all these powers. So now anytime that we don't hold the line, we got to put up with little flight attendants telling us, you can't do that. And I, I know you have to be nice and just take what they say because they just throw you in jail. They shut you down. I mean, I've told you the story a thousand times. I, I, I could have been thrown in jail easily. And <laughs> if it wasn't for my wife, I would have been thrown in jail because she, I mean, I should just calm down. Just, just stop it. Stop it. And had she not been there, there wouldn't have been any stop it. I was all wound up and that was before now. So I'm definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely getting duct taped to a chair on a plane. Oh, you mean they do that to people? Yes. Yes, they do. So. Frontier Airlines, big story, had a passenger get out of control, and they duct taped that person to the chair, to the seat. And you think, okay, well, you know, I get it. Okay, no problem. Yeah, that could happen. So apparently, a passenger groped two attendants and punched a third one in the face. And the initial statement said that uh, the flight attendants involved had been suspended pending further investigation because they didn't follow proper policies for restraining a passenger. And then they said, nope, you know what? We're for the flight attendants. We're backing them 100%. And there was video of the passenger. And I know that there was, you know, they had absolutely backlash from the union 
uh, which, you know, demanding frontier reinstatement. And, of course, they did. They've, they sent a revised statement saying that, uh, oh, they're on paid leave and it's fine. We're just investigating it. Don't worry about it. Well, then I'm watching a, a newscast. <laughs> and the flight attendant, Alfredo Riviera, and their news is interviewing him. And I love the live shots from the newscast. You know, that's, I mean, it's one of my favorite things in the whole world is the live shots. But as I'm watching this and the, 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 the under underline has Alfredo Riviera flight attendant. But as I'm listening to this guy and looking at him on screen, I'm thinking he's not a flight attendant. That is not real. He's got this news channel hosed. He's just pulling their leg and I'll let you listen to it because I don't believe that this guy is a flight attendant for frontier or any airline, to be honest. Now you may enjoy the things he has to say, but as I'm watching this and listening to him, I'm thinking, "Mm, yes, I don't think this is real. Now understand something. I'm a flight attendant. That means I attend the flights. Okay, stop for just one moment. Sometimes our job. Ha- I, I just got to tell you, if you're if you're watching live today, it's the sixth of August, 2021. If you're listening and watching live, so I'll put the video up so you can see it. Um, the man is an overweight black man. All right, there's right there is your first sign that he's not a flight attendant. He's an overweight black man. And it doesn't matter whether he's black, yellow, purple, or green. He's too overweight to be a flight attendant. That's right. I'm fat shaming. Because I could tell you that I was a flight attendant. You would say, ooh, no, honey. No. I know that our standards have dropped a little in flight attendant world, stewardess world. But they haven't dropped that far. All right. So go ahead, Alfredo. Now understand something. I'm a flight attendant. Plus, that stop means for a I second. There's no way. There's no way that this guy is Alfredo Rivera or Rivera or whatever the hell his name Rivera. He's not a car either. He's Rivera. R I V E R A. Yeah, there's no way this guy is Alfredo Rivera. In the flights. Sometimes our job has us attending to crazy people. Right. If you push us too far, you're going to have to attend this ass whooping. You see, because on this particular flight, I'm sitting in a jump seat and I'm just looking at him like the damn fool. He's spitting and cussing and going crazy. I say, that's enough. I got up and I walked over there. And by the way, this man smelled like a pack of Marlboro cigarettes, uh, four shots of Everclear alcohol, and regret. So I know something's about to go down. At this point, he touching all over my co-worker's breast. And where he fucked up at is when he touched awesome. my titties. Because I don't play that. So what I did is I took out the duct tape. I said, he got scared, start stuttering, say, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. I said, yeah, we about to mummify your ass now, boy. So we wrapped him up. Better than any Christmas present you ever see. He won't be coming on no more frontier flights at all. So the newscast, the newscast, the global Montreal, 
was proud to have a flight attendant from Frontier show up is not real. Okay, I knew it when I saw it, but it has been verified that it's not. I mean, I you see something, you know it's not real. You know it's not real, but until it's verified, you got to believe it, right? Right? Right. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something. Oh, cold to drink. And let's hope that this is refreshing because I don't think it's going to be. Very disappointing. I expect so much more every time I drink out of the new Coca-Cola Zero Sugar and it just doesn't happen. I'm so disappointed. Anyway, just saying, I'm so disappointed. You won't be disappointed. You know, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to this show, what are you doing with your life? You need to turn your turn your life around, and that's become a subscriber. Whatever you're listening to it on, just if you don't like that platform, you can choose a platform that you want, that you like, but become a subscriber and tell your friend, hey, you know, I'm going to become a subscriber now so I don't have to sneak it off your device. And, you know, then you can become a subscriber. So just make that happen. Turn your life around. Turn that frown upside down and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And don't forget the main rule once you are a subscriber is that no matter what you're listening to, you can have your headphones on and listen to, you know, I want you to listen to other things. But if somebody asks, hey, what are you listening to? You have to tell them Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher doesn't matter. I don't care what you're listening to. But if someone asks, hey, what are you listening to? Your answer must be with Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Duh. So, okay. Hey, Richard, did you? Richard Trumpka died. Richard Trumpka. Amazing. And you think, Richard who? You know Richard Trumpka, the head of the AFL-CIO. You know him. 72. Just dropped over. They don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday because they found him Thursday. They don't know if he dropped over Wednesday night or Thursday. I guess he was all by himself. Somebody walked in Thursday morning and went, Hey, Dick, we're here for you to take you to work. And uh, they didn't hear any response, so they went to look for him. And, oh, my gosh, there he is, humped over the railing upstairs. I don't know where they found him. But, I mean, that's what happened. That's sad. I thought Richard had a family, but I guess the wife didn't like him either. But uh, anyway, Richard, rest in peace. Really, hashtag RIP Richard Trumpka dead at the age of 72. Yeah, he was a he was a fighter for the people, man. He was a fighter for the people. You know, he he was a powerful, powerful figure for the AFL-CIO labor organization. He served as president, which represents more than 12.5 million workers for more than 10 years. And he was called a, a dear friend by our president, Joseph Biden. And uh, just just a wonderful, relentless, relentless champion of workers' rights, workplace safety, worker-centered trade, democracy, and my favorite, so much more. Richard Trumpka, dead at the age of 72. I thought Sharon Stone 
was running for the SAG after a deal. Didn't we talk? We talked like last week or something about Sharon Stone getting pissed. She lost her. She lost her insurance. She wants everybody to be vaccinated. If you're living in anywhere in a hundred mile radius of her, you have to be vaccinated, right? So I thought she was running for the presidency of the SAG after thing with her team, but uh, she's out because Tom Hanks just endorsed Fran Drescher for president of SAG after. And, uh, so Sharon either didn't pay the right people, doesn't know what she's talking about, but Hanks has endorsed Fran Drescher and he's also backing, of course, her running mate, Anthony Rapp and their entire team of candidates running on the ruling parties, unite for strength and USAN slates. So I mean, don't look at me like that. This is the SAG after platform, not mine. Uh, Tom said that the SAG after future is in streaming. Uh, thank you, Tom. We appreciate it. That's forward thinking right there. Is it Tom? <laughs> Come on. Are you kidding me? Uh, the future is in streaming. Really? Thank you. We appreciate it. Where you been, Tom? Ugh. Just agonizing. Members deserve stronger contracts, more residuals, better protections, and ending unfair exclusivity. I'm supporting USAN leadership, Fran, Anthony, and their entire team. Your vote matters. Does it? Tom, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Tom. When you work out your contracts, you know what's in them, right? Why do, I mean... That's part of your deal, right, Tom? So I know the future is in streaming. Thank you. My name is Tom Hanks. The future is in streaming. It's 2021. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you being on it, man. I mean, Fran is out. Fran is out there. You know who else is for Fran? Uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Deborah Messing. J.K. Simmons. Rosario Dawson. I mean, they're all for Fran. Fran's in. Fran's, Fran's a lock now got Alec Baldwin and Tom Hanks for the Fran Drescher Anthony Rapp team of SAG-AFTRA congratulations that's that's powerful 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 stuff speaking of powerful stuff the Rolling Stones back on tour no filter tour yay yay I mean you're gonna pay to see them it's the Rolling Stones right I mean come on they're on tour starting in September in St. Louis, they're touring. They're touring the the states. All right, they're going to be here in the states. St. Louis, Charlotte, Pittsburgh, Nashville, New Orleans. They're going to play at SoFi. I mean, that's a that'd be a fun show to see at SoFi. Uh, they're going to play at U.S. Bank of Minneapolis. They're going to play at Raymond James in Tampa. Last time I they played at uh, at the Big Sombrero when they were in Tampa a thousand years ago on one of their wheelchair tours. Um, but they they're still going to play at Raymond James. Why are they not playing at AT&T Stadium in Dallas or Irving or whatever you want to say? Why would Jerry don't like the, doesn't like the stones? What's that? I mean, play at the cotton bowl. Why are they playing at the cotton bowl? I don't know. Somebody get Mick on the phone. Cause then they go to the, then they go to Allegiant in Vegas. They're playing all these at Mercedes Benz in Atlanta, Ford field in Detroit. They're playing all these great stadiums and they're going to play at the cotton bowl. I mean, come on now. They're slumming it when they come to Dallas? I don't like it. I don't like it. But I will say sad news about the Stones tour. For you, okay? This, 
I'm going to break it to you right now, and you can go ahead and sit down. You sitting? Okay. Charlie Watts, unlikely to make the tour. I know, right? Sad. So he said he had a procedure done. (laughs) So because of the procedure, which was completely successful, by the way, um, he's not probably, he's going to, he said he's doctors say I need proper rest and recuperation and with rehearsals starting in a couple of weeks, it's disappointing to say the least, but you know, it's fair to say no one saw it coming. You know, I'm only 150 years old looking to go on tour and, uh, I won't be able to make it. How old is Charlie Watts these days? Anyway, it's gotta be. Okay, so he's 80. He's 80, all right? He's not 150. I'm sorry. But didn't he already? He just had, wasn't it Charlie that just had the twins a couple years ago? Mix popping them out. I mean, these guys are awesome. I love them. The rolling freaking stones. And, I mean, Charlie Watts, the guy has been on deathbed for the last few years. he He had cancer a few years back. He even said the one interview that he talked about where he had the cancer. Oh, I just figured that's what you do. You get cancer and die. Oh, okay. But no, they, they cleared him up. He's good. So now, thanks to the procedure, he's gonna miss the uh, he's gonna miss the tour. I know, sad, sad, sad news. But there's the guy that's touring for him, that's playing the drums for him. Now he's been. Uh, what's his stupid name now? I can't remember the guy that was playing drums for him. Now that he said, uh, oh, I'm happy to sit in and. Whenever Charlie can come back, man, I'll, I'm happy to just relinquish the, the drum chair for him. Steve Jordan. Jordan's been going to be his stand-in, and he's played on all of uh, Keith's albums, and he's you know a friend of theirs. So, I mean, the fill-in drummer is just not Charlie. So anyway, disappointing news for you that we're excited about seeing the Rolling Stones no-filter tour here in the States. You might want to hang on and wait to see later on in the tour. Right, because early on in the tour, no, Char- no, no, Charlie, he may show up though, and I wonder if he's going to show up. Maybe on, you know, maybe in the, before the show, at least show up. And Charlie, I really wanted to be there, but I have a successful procedure. It just happened, so I'll be there. Maybe at the end of the tour, Mick, you guys ready to come out now? So we're wrapping up the Olympics here this weekend as we are, uh, as we come to an end, and I'm getting a little nervous. I'm getting a little nervous. We are way out in front on the medal count, but we are not in the lead with the golds, and I don't like it. I won't have it. I won't hear of it. I don't want to. I don't want the end of the Olympics to happen and have us have you know over a hundred medals and still be second place in golds. No, I don't want to be number one. And then be number two. No. I won't hear of it. Somebody get the IOC on the phone right now. I won't allow it to happen. Okay? As of this recording right now, we have 98 total medals. And we have 31 total gold medals. And China 
has 36 total gold medals. I don't know. That's going to do some doing for us to beat that because I feel like I feel like it's not going to happen. I feel like it's not going to happen. I have I have good old US of A, red, white, and blue, America. Yeah, take the bronze and get out of here. That's what I feel like we're at. You know what? You got the silver too. Get out of here. That You're not getting the gold, okay? Get out of here. We're taking the gold. So, I mean, let's make it happen. I may break down and actually watch some events this weekend because it's coming up on the end, but we'll see. I see we won the gold for the shot putter, though. My man. My man set the world record, and he he set the Olympic record, but he didn't break his own world record in the shot putting. I love those guys. My son actually trained was training with one of the Olympic shot putters at one point to become. They were they were after him to start training for the Olympics as a shot putter, and he was really good. It was re- it was really good. And then we went to the state finals in track and field, and he was a sh- shot putting and discus throwing in the state finals. And the guy at the state finals eliminated him, told him that uh, he called. He said, we called you. You weren't there. So you're out. And Elvis is like, no, I was sitting right here. We were sitting right here. I'm waiting for you to call me. Nope. We called you. You're out. Sorry. Done. You're, it's over. That was the end of his track and field from that point on. He was so pissed at these track and field people. Over that, he gave up, gave up the whole thing. <laughs> what a loser. Then he ended up in the NFL. <laughs> what a loser athlete he was, man. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, so there's... <laughs> I see this story about a whale being saved. All right? A beached killer whale. And I think... Okay, well, you know, why was the whale, you know, it wasn't a bunch. It wasn't like a pod of whales that were committing suicide. It was just one whale that was, uh, you know, beached. And these people are helping. It was a six-hour ordeal. All right, maybe even more until, you know, maybe the whale was like Richard Trumpka. He was just stuck there until somebody saw him. Anyway, these people find this orca whale, and it was on this Alaskan shoreline, and these bystanders were like, oh, no, and the whale was doing his whale howling like the whales do when they're beached. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, see, they're ready to save him. He's he's busy. That Actually, that might have actually been a thank you. Let me hear that. See, I think that was a thank you because that lady was there splashing water on him. These ladies are bringing buckets of water and they're hosing them down. They're saving them and they're waiting. What ha- they're waiting for the tide to come back. Okay, so all these people are there rescuing this whale, this orca killer whale, because he didn't go back out with the tide. All right, I mean, we brought in all kinds of people. They brought in all these uh, people working for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. NOAA were there. And in fact, when the tide came back in and the whale decided to swim with the water, they didn't want anyone filming. They didn't want to spook the whale. The whale has been stuck on this ground for hours. But we didn't want to spook him when he was back in the ocean. Okay, first of all, I mean, it's nice of these people to save this whale. I got it. You want to be nice, save the animals, whatever. Is it really our fault that this whale, I mean, maybe the whale is one of the, you know, slow whales 
Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, he might be one of the slow whales. And uh, maybe, you know, that's what happens in, on the planet. You swim up to the, and the tide starts going back out. And if you are too dumb to realize you need to swim back out into the ocean, maybe you die. Maybe that's the end of you. Right? I just. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. Thank you. And maybe that's the whale. Maybe that's the whale saying, let me die. And the, they, they're, they're taking it the wrong way. They're thinking it's saying, save me. But really in whale speak, oh, it's saying, okay. let me die. She doesn't understand. Oh, okay. No, if it was okay, you'd let me alone. Stop pouring this water. I, mean, I don't want to live. I don't want to go back to that pod of whales. Okay, can you understand? Oh, Just okay. let me die. But no, they saved him. They saved him. So thank you. Thank you. I mean, I don't know whale. I can't speak whale. So maybe if someone can speak whale, they can email chewingthefatattheblaze.com and let me know what this means. Does it mean thank you, please let me live, or does it mean stop it, I want to die? I don't know. Maybe you can you can tell me. I do like having the sound effects back. We're back at the studio, recording in studio, and I have access to some uh, some sound effects in my home studio. I call it a home studio. <laughs> oh, my wife's desk. And uh, but I, I I like playing the sound effect, hearing the sound effects again. And I was going looking through the the uh, computer board of some of the sound effects. I'd forgotten I had some of them. All right. So what I'd like to do now is maybe do a Fat Pile Friday sound effect board check this is really kind of a sad there needs to be a better name for it but uh let's go through the uh the sound effects so i can remember what what i have well go ahead just start with one. Oh yeah oh yeah sad news okay i like that sad news all right oh yeah president's coming to town thank you ah so that's just a different version yeah Depends on how, you know, how noble you are. Oh, that's the orangutans. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's the orangutans from the zoo. They're speaking. Yeah, they're counting down. I think they're doing the alphabet or whatever from the, the orangutans speak. That's what I'm saying. That's what the whale. The orangutans are saying uh, alphabet and stuff. Maybe the whale was saying something else too. And, oh, okay. Right. Let me die. Oh. Gunshot, yeah, I'd like to have that. Man. Oh, yeah. Talk about. Uh, what am I? Circus? Uh, oh, alright. What about. Don't we have a, the, the. I got the sound effects, but what about the. Don't we have, like, live news shot people? Oh, you have no idea. I heard it on the news. Thank you. And I said it was ridiculous, man. Would you hear this? That's it. Would you hear this on any other show? Just know that that comes from this show. That pisses me off. Ain't nobody got time for that. I love her so much. Anyway, she she saved herself from the building was on fire. This also, you know, hearing her. Play that again. I heard it on the news. No, not. Ain't nobody got time for that. When you uh, when you hear that, it reminds me to remind you, listener of chewing the fat, a rule that you can live by. Just because someone puts a microphone in front of you, doesn't mean you have to speak. 
I mean, I thank you for it. Uh, the news teams absolutely thank you for it. But you're able to say, Ain't nobody got time for that. Yes, and walk away. <laughs> Next. I don't know what that's a donkey and people are applauding the donkey. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the donkey just got done doing, but I will say he's getting applause for it. So he must've done a really good job. We did have a guy once at one radio show that I did. We gave away uh, tattoos and this guy who came here to this country immigrated from this country, from Colombia. He got the American flag tattooed on his arm. He was so happy because he had just become a citizen the legal way. And he, at that time, we made him. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now him do uh, he talked about being in the in the jungles of Colombia fighting the drug lords and he talked about how guys that he was in the military with would do it to donkeys they would do they would do donkey business and he did he imitated the donkeys how they sounded it wasn't like that donkey but it was like a donkey uh, go ahead Oh, God, all right. The ice cream truck. You know, that's what we need to do, how we need to get people uh, the vaccine. We need to get people vaccinated with the ice cream trucks. That's a, I'm telling you, if they're going to come door to door, hello, yes, we're we're here for some, give you some vaccine information. Are you vaccinated or vaccinated? No? Oh, well, you need some information. You should get vaccinated. And here comes the ice cream truck. Oh, there he is. Yeah, there he is. He was up around the corner. And he just pulls up in front of your house, man, and we'll get you vaccinated right now. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. Now, I was waiting to tell you, speaking of being vaccinated, I was waiting to tell you after my second shot, but Pat Gray got all jumpy this morning after he found out I got the first vaccine shot this past weekend. I was fine. I got the shot. It was a Moderna, and it was fine. Uh, no, I didn't lose my arm. I haven't grown a third tail. I was able to walk by the refrigerator without it pulling me toward it. Magnets weren't flying off the refrigerator to me. I didn't fly to the refrigerator. It was fine. So we'll see what happens after the second one. That comes in a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. It's like four weeks, I think. Something like that. Whenever. Whenever I stop in there. Because I, when I stopped into the pharmacy, I was stopped in to pick up another medication. And my pharmacist, I love him. He's a nice guy. He says, uh, Jeff, you haven't got the vaccine yet. And I was like, yeah, no, I hadn't planned on it. I was just, you know, I'm in the hesitant pile. I hadn't planned on it. What are you doing? You need to get the vaccine right now. You're getting it right now. We're going to get you. We're getting it right now. I've got the Moderna. I've got it right here. You're getting it right now. All right, fine. Go ahead. So we'll see what happens in two or three weeks if I actually grow a third tail or if something bad happens. But for right now. All good. <laughs> no, no, seriously, I'm fine. I'm fine. 
This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Two quick Friday stories to get you into the weekend, okay? So a woman who secretly swapped pebbles for diamonds has been arrested. I know. I didn't even know she was arrested, and now she's going to prison. Uh, Incredible. Five and a half years in prison. Lulu Lakatos. Lulu. was, And if you see a picture, if this is actually Lulu, the picture... I don't think it can be, but I'm just saying they, I think AP just put up a, a, a woman from France and said, yeah, that's Lulu. That's her. Cause I don't think it is, but they have a picture of Lulu 60 years old, sentenced to five and a half years in prison for her part in this uh, international gang that fled to France after stealing diamonds from Boodles on new bond street in London. So the gems have not been recovered by the way. Okay, so according to officials, this was an audacious theft carried out in plain view. Oh, okay. Really? What happened? Yes. The meticulous planning and execution of this theft reveals to me that those involved were highly skilled criminals. Well, yeah, you haven't arrested them all, and they still have the diamonds. Duh. Who won? So in the days leading up to the heist, the criminals held a series of meetings with the with the Boodle staff. They wanted to, you know, they were scoping out the joint. And uh, they pretended to represent a wealthy Russian investor who was looking to purchase gems. How many times, how many times in your life have you said, you know, if I could just pretend I was a Russian investor who was looking to purchase gems, they'd just let me have them. So uh, the lady, Lucados, was born in Romania. <laughs> right <laughs> of course lived in france and posed as a gem expert okay so so she inspected the gems which included a 20 carat heart-shaped diamond valued at more than 2.2 million pounds a good thing it didn't weigh that much i don't know how much you get tough carrying that bad boy out So they were individually wrapped and placed in a locked bag that was supposed to be held in the jeweler's vault until payment was received. But swift-handed Anna, you know, Lakatos, the criminal, uh, put the bag back into the safe. She diverted the Boodle's expert and switched the bags. So she took the diamonds and the bag was, you know, the pebbles. Then... One of the employees became suspicious. Did they? Did they? Took them another day to get suspicious. They x-rayed the bag and found out, oh, those are just rocks. Oh, those are just pebbles. They're not really diamonds. Oh, okay. So then they went to the video. Let's go to the video. 
It's roll tape. Now, I didn't see the video. It says there's video, but I didn't see it. After leaving the store, the lady takes off her takes off her jacket and her coat and her scarf, boards a high-speed Eurostar, Eurostar train to France. Before she gets on the train, she gives the bag to somebody else, one of her accomplices. Oh, okay. Now, the two men who worked with Licatos had already pled guilty to this with conspiracy to steal. They were sentenced to three years and eight months in prison. Police are still investigating the involvement of two other women. And they don't have the diamonds yet. So who won? I don't know. I would have. I would. I don't know that I would have. She went to prison? I, I, that means she admitted it. And she's saying, yeah, I did it, but I don't have the diamonds. She's got no money. That, that stings. You got to deny. You got to deny, deny, deny. No, you don't let him take you to prison over nothing. They don't have the goods. Maybe she gets it when she gets out, though. She figures she can do five and a half. She takes her money, two and a half million pounds, and she lives happily ever after. She's already 60, right? She's a 60-year-old gypsy from Romania. She takes the money. She gets out of prison. It's all good, right? One last story. Uh, And this story is the only thing that makes it worthy is why. Why are we doing this? Okay. So scientists have now figured out how they can send freeze-dried mouse sperm on a postcard. I mean, isn't science grand? Really? Scientists, you don't have to worry about bottles of mouse sperm breaking in transit. How many times? How many times have I heard my postal worker outside my house yelling and screaming? I'm like, well, what's wrong? Oh, another bottle of mouse sperm broke. I got it all over the car. It's melting through the envelopes. Man, how many times? So they have now figured out a way to freeze dry the sperm on a plastic sheet. And they can withstand being mailed on a postcard. That's so good. That's so good. That's science being science, man. I love it. Some would say that people have figured out how to move and mail that particular product on paper years and years ago. But I don't think it's viable. I think that's a difference. I think once it hits that kind of paper and is mailed, it's not viable. What these scientists are saying is that they've freeze-dried it, they could mail it on a postcard, and then it'll still create mice, right? If someone were to get a package in the mail with that particular stuff on it, it wouldn't be viable. So don't even worry about it. It's don't even worry about it. Science has figured it out for you. Okay. Now we also found out that we can use this. They're testing on the, on the space centers and they've birthed mice on the space center from this mouse sperm. I don't want mice in space. The point of going to space is not to have mice or mices or mouses or any of it. Oh, what about there's uh, cheese on the moon? Oh, okay. All right, fine. There's cheese on the moon. So anyway, uh, good news. Aside from creating mice in space, the good news is we can now send mouse sperm on a postcard. Huh? Science is cool.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.